0: Hello friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 328 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking about how to overcome the fear of failure. I'm giving you a three-step approach. I'm breaking down examples. Honestly, this episode is a banger, if I do say so myself. So yeah, you're gonna want to listen to the whole thing, but first, you already know And discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestro-Fight. Three, two, one. Hello, my podcast people. Welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast. Thank you for joining me, and in this case, for today's episode, thank you for inspiring the episode. So Ramit talks about this, and I think probably I've talked about in the past episode about the fact that Ramit talks about it, but I'm going to say it again because I don't remember if I already said it, and even if I did once, it's never. But people who, you know, we look up to and we consider to be successful, he talks about the fact that they are looking for good conversation and they are are willing to to talk to people. And he, you know, he has scripts and things like that. And he's always, you know, he's probably selling some sort of product uh, on how to get in front of people who you consider important. But it is the truth. I think we're all looking for good conversation. And as I create these podcast episodes, I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're thinking, what you're wondering about. I I come up with ideas and I have running lists, but for this episode, I did put a question box in my stories because the past few episodes have been inspired by questions from people and, you know, we all want to feel needed. We want to feel helpful. And so it is great if and when folks reach out or they drop, you know, drop a comment and ask a question. And actually this time, excuse me, this time around, I got... A pretty good amount of of suggestions, so I can probably move forward with a bunch of them. Uh, Some very funny ones. There were definitely requests for an interview with Rupert. Uh, He said that I can't afford him. So he won't be on the show anytime soon. But today's episode comes directly from a question in the question box in my DMs. So thank you, everyone who submitted uh, questions, and thank you specifically to this person. So we're going to be talking about how to overcome your fear of failure. And as I was titling this, I kind of wanted to put what exactly, the, you know, exactly what the person wrote, which was how to get over your fear of failure. And I just felt like it just sounded so, like, pejorative, so negative, like, just get over it. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't love how it was phrased. Uh, and you know how i feel about words and uh, verbal accuracy if you will so i renamed it or i rephrased it and named this episode how to overcome your Fe- fear of failure now i have found that for most things we can break down the solution into one of or one or, uh one of or both two things. That, that made no sense there, but we're going to leave it in. So it could be one of these two things or it could be both of these things. That's what I'm trying to say. So when we're looking at, at solving problems, I believe that it can often come down to asking better questions and slash or simply doing the thing. So as I was writing this episode out, you know, I'm always trying to like, let me refine this, and make it tactical and actually usable, digestible, something you can actually implement. And in this case, overcoming one's fear of failure, I think there's three parts to it. The first one would be identifying the actual problem. The second part would be creating safety. And then the third part, you guessed it, taking action, doing the thing. So if we circle back to this concept of failure, I have spoken about this in past episodes. Which episode? I have no idea, but I know that I have. And my feeling, you know, I, one, I really don't like when I receive that question of like, tell us about a time when you fail. And I'm like, what help is that for you? I, you all know I feel some kind of way about that. Uh, but for me, I've settled on the answer of, I haven't failed. I think that viewing failure, viewing something as a failure is a choice. Now, of course, we have those kind of zero-sum things where maybe you objectively failed that organic chemistry test. That was me. But you also learn from that and you're like, this is some bullshit and I'm just going to get through this thing. But when there's zero-sum things, you know, in sport. You lose. Uh, some may say that you know, especially with with uh, scholastic endeavors, that you failed. But for everything else, I truly believe that viewing it as a failure and not reframing that as a lesson learned is a choice. So I wanted to get that you know, put that out into the into the ether just to, just to start off with. The second part here. And I've also spoken about this, but we're going to say it explicitly right now, is you don't have to do shit that you're bad at. I can say with full certainty that I have avoided doing things that I'm bad at because I was bad at them. I tried them and I was like, this is, I am not good at tennis. I have no desire to try and learn this. I'm not going to play this again. Done. I truly believe that as a society, we champion the struggle too damn much. And I don't really know why. I don't know if it's because of a sense of camaraderie or like, I went through this, you have to do this. I don't know. But you can let things be easy. You don't always have to be pushing a boulder uphill. Yes, when you're working on something that uh, requires growth or allows for growth, There can, it can be difficult, but struggle, I wouldn't use that word. I find that 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 word tends to come into play when we have borrowed goals, right? We're doing things because we think we're supposed to do, to do them. We don't really want to be doing them. As such, we're going to circle back to that original point that I said, most things can be solved, in my opinion, by asking better questions and or doing the thing. And in this case asking a better question for me would be why do you want to do this thing you're bad at it why do you want to do it is it actually your goal so in this case if you are worried about failing something and let's I feel like maybe some of you listeners are like what maestro and I'm sticking with it I think that people quite frankly just champion the struggle for no goddamn reason I used to joke about it, but I kind of was also serious, and by kind of, I mean, I was absolutely serious, kind of flipped around that phrase, if at first you don't succeed. And the ending I put on there that I heard somewhere was, walk away as if you never tried. I am not opposed to that. Everything doesn't have to be a struggle. Yes, there is so much merit in working hard for things, but again, why are you trying to do this thing? Do you actually care about this? Do you actually want this thing or is it a borrowed goal? Are you, do you just feel like you're supposed to do it? Has someone strong-armed you into it? If that's the case, nix it. Well, Rupert is in agreement. I don't know if you heard that. I don't know how well the filter works, but Rupert's in agreement. So in that case, if there's a fear, fear of failure and it's because you actually suck at this thing, I'm going to urge you to ask yourself do I actually want this thing why do I want this thing if you ask yourself why do I want this thing and you decide on like because I actually want it this is my goal I want to be able to do this thing I want all the things that come along with it and I'm okay with it with wanting those things cool you've identified yes this is your goal that next part that I said in the three-part approach, one, identify the actual problem. Two is create safety. So in this case, if you suck at something and you've identified that you're scared of failing or afraid of failing because you're bad at it, but you actually want to get better at it and you want that outcome, you want that thing, go and get better at it, right? Create safety. So I'm actually thinking about. Uh, some Instagram stories I was watching maybe yesterday, two days ago, uh, from Dr. Sean Pastooch. I'm going to bring him on the podcast. He's a good guy. Uh, he's the my, my founder, CEO of, of Active Life. Um, but I was on his podcast not too long ago. Courtney, if you could link that episode. It was a really good episode. And I believe we talked about failure in that episode. Uh, that would be awesome. But in his stories, he is talking about his daughter. And his, his daughter is actually talking. She's young. I don't know. Maybe she's like seven, eight, nine. I don't know. She's young. And she is not very good at running. And she was, you know, scared and nervous to go to school the next day because they have to run a lap or they have to run some distance during school, like I'm guessing during gym. And she always comes in last. And it makes her feel bad. And so she talked about it with her dad and Sean. And Sean talked about how he used to be really slow and what he did and how he wanted to be the fastest kid. And he wanted to beat this kid who was the fastest kid. And, you know, she asked, well, did you end up beating him? And he was like, no, I didn't. But in the pursuit of that and in training, I became one of the fastest runners in the state. I went on to win awards and it came from practice. And she was like, okay, then can we practice? And he was like, of course. So they started their training the next day. Uh, He did a story again today, and they were out doing their training. And she said that she beat not one, or she said she passed them. She passed not one, but two kids. The first day she passed one, the second day she passed two. So where I'm going with this is that second point of creating safety. If you've identified the goal, you want to be able to run that lap. It is your goal. You are happy with your reasoning. You're like, yes, I want this. But I suck at it go and create safety, go and get better at that thing. Enlist the services of someone who's actually good at that thing, someone who you trust, someone who you respect, someone who you share values with. As I was thinking about this episode, I was like, you know, am I setting people up to just go and enlist services from quacks and people who don't, you know, I don't have their best interests at heart. And at the same time, like it takes two to tango. Yes, there's one person that's like doing the shenanigans, but the other person that's falling for it also has to be held accountable. But the way I think you get around that and you address that is you enlist services from someone who you trust, someone who you respect, someone who you share values with. That is a big thing. And someone ideally who is good at the thing and good at teaching The thing, those are usually, not usually, those can be two different things. Sometimes people are great at it, but they're not good at teaching it. So that's where I would recommend for that. So summarizing that last point, you don't have to do shit that you're bad at, but if you decide, I actually really want to do this, it's not a borrowed goal, but I suck at it, and that's why I'm scared of failing, we create safety by enlisting the services of someone who we respect, someone who we share values with, someone who... We trust. We get better at it. We take action, and we do the thing. We will have to expose ourselves to that thing that we're not good at. But again, the biggest, uh, the biggest problem is that we don't like we, we lack the skill, and so we need to create safety, and that's by working on that skill with somebody who we trust. So that's one. That's one possible reason. A second thing that we may find when we ask the better questions and we identify the actual problem, in this case, I would have the person say, you know, I would ask the person, why are you scared? Why do you have that fear? What are you actually afraid of? Or perhaps if I'm asking myself this, what am I actually afraid of? What does failure actually mean? In the, if we use the example of Sean's daughter running that lap, is it just not succeeding at actually not completing the lap? Is it self-judgment? I'm not worthy because I didn't couldn't do this. Is it loss of friends because I couldn't do this thing? Or perhaps if we're taking this kind of, of a bigger. Um, uh, I guess we could apply to this if the, if she was playing a sport and she's like, I'm going to get cut from the team. Or if we're thinking about on a bigger scale or, or you know, more grown-up scale, a person is scared of, of losing a job. Or they're like, if I take this leap and it doesn't work, I'm going to be homeless. I'm losing safety. We see this common theme of, of safety there. What can we do? So... If you sit down and you ask yourself, why am I afraid of failure? What does it actually mean? What does failure mean? What is the outcome of this? If there is a a piece, a component, or if the main thing is some sort of self-judgment, I'm not worthy, that is outside of my scope, friends. You know that, I know that, and you know the answer I'm going to give you to that is Go to therapy, go and identify what these roots are. Go and work through whatever these roots are. If the fear, concern, we're going to hop to the third thing. If the fear, the concern is a loss of of safety in terms of like a financial safety. If I take this leap and I go and I quit my job and it doesn't work, I'm screwed. In that case, once again we have to create safety, right? We identified the actual problem and now we're going to create safety. I did a post about this and actually I think last week's Thursday Shorty was about this. You don't have to do things the hard way. You don't have to take that leap. My advice would be give yourself time and create that safety. Stay at your current job, make the money, save the money, and then take that step forward once you have the safety net in place. This is 100% what I did with, you know, the evolution of my career. Like, I didn't just leave my job. One, I was pretty like ready to be done, but I knew that I had another job in place. I had my rock tape gig. I was starting to treat out of my CrossFit box. I had an offer to treat out of my friend, Peter. Thank you. Uh, Courtney, if we could link that episode, Dr. Peter Huang, that would be great. Um, I could work out of his facility. There was another facility in another office in Midtown and I trusted in myself. I was like, I can make this work. I'm so fed up. I can make this work, but there was safety there. The concern of failing. I said, okay, I can remove that fear, that lack of safety by creating safety and building that safety net, creating those savings. So you, whatever your personal situation is, you'll have to, you know, look into that. And then you have to do the thing. Maybe that does mean working at that place for a little bit longer so that you can take that step forward. But I will tell you, you work at that place a little bit longer, you're going to get salty about it, and it's going to make you move faster, which is actually a very good thing. So the third option that we had is potentially when we're asking, what am I actually afraid of? In this case, loss of safety in terms of loss of friends, or I won't be accepted. I'm going to be judged by other people. I'm going to be alone. Now, within this, I think we have two parts. One, when I and I, I always say this quote from, from Sarah Suds, actually she's Dr. Sarah Suds now, we attract what we are, not what we want. So in this case, I would encourage you to look at yourself and say, am I personally accepting of, the, of failure in others? And there's a good chance that you are. I think people in my audience, you are also so incredibly kind, but Really dig with that. And I know I'm thinking about sports. If I, if I put it in, in terms of volleyball, and if I'm worried about doing a jump serve, that's really something I you know, sometimes I dry it and it looks terrible. But that's probably the thing that I can understand the most. Or even just jumping to hit. This shit is hard in the sand. This is hard. Lex, I know you're listening to this episode. That shit's hard, right? So if that's what I'm concerned about, I need to think, how do I feel and how do I react when others try this? And maybe they don't succeed. Am I horrendous? And I do a yell at them. Do I actually judge them? Because if that's the case, uh, we all know you got to work on yourself first. If you are, in fact, you know, accepting of a failure in others, then I would kind of circle that back to being more you, and working through self-judgment, and realizing that you will be fully accepted or more fully accepted, No, you'll be fully accepted by those around you with the same values, but you only attract those with the same values by leading with your values. I know it's a little bit circular there, but if you are this super accepting person, lead with that, demonstrate that with others. And the, my, my 100% guess is that the people around you are already like that if you've been leading with that and they would actually be okay with it. And if that is the case, then we hit number three or part three of this, which is simply taking action. Sometimes you gotta be a little bit scared, but do it anyway, right? Because the nervous system only knows it's safe to fall once you have fallen. As I was thinking about this episode and, and and kind of hashing it out, I was like, I, I I would love to keep this on the shorter side because for many people the answer may simply be to just take action. And if you're listening to this episode, this is more time that you're not taking action. It's actually you know uh, you think about uh, Stephen Pressfield's book, the well, it's not called the Resistance. Stephen Pressfield's book called the War of Art, not The Art of War, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. If you could link that, Courtney, that would be awesome. It's a short read, quick read, really good book. And then he talks about the resistance and how basically everything looks to fight against you and you create these things to fight against you creating and doing the thing. So in listening to this podcast, I feel like it kind of acts as the resistance when you know you need to do the thing. You know that the answer is like, I just need to go do it. I know I'm not going to die. I know that the actual, this is largely in my head and I need to just go expose my nervous system to this. Listening to the podcast is not going to expose your nervous system to this. It's more time, you know, it's 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes that you're not exposing your nervous system to doing things. But uh, I wanted to go through all these possible scenarios uh, because maybe you fall into one of those other categories. But Remember, with that three-part system of number one, identify the actual problem, two, create safety based on what that problem is, and then number three, we actually go and take action. I would be really interested to ask the person who asked this question, and I should probably do that, if they personally had experienced a ton of failure in their life or if they were just worried about it, and it hasn't, hadn't happened yet. It's always interesting to hear that. And if it's uh fear that comes from experience or fear that comes from, I don't want to say imagination and, and that sounds, you know, bad, but is it something that we've actually experienced or that something that we're worried about happening? Right, does it come from the past or does it come from, from the future? So that would be interesting to me. So if I summarize, I should close the loop of learning here. Uh, If I summarize my suggestions on overcoming one's fear of failure, in general, I believe that a three-part, three-step approach is going to behoove you, with step number one being identifying the actual problem, so asking better questions. Number two... Creating safety based on what we've identified as the actual problem, and then number three, taking action. I gave you a few different experiences, uh, excuse me, a few different experiences, a few different examples, uh, and started off with just a little discourse on perception of failure and the fact that I think it's a choice. Yes, there are some zero sum games and zero-sum things like an organic chemistry test but you're still learning from that second thing I went over is that you don't have to do shit that you're bad at there's there I know we champion it and we're like yeah do more of it but I'm like uh maybe not why are you doing that do you want to do it is this actually your goal identify the actual problem yes you do want to do this thing but you're bad at it which is then a valid concern that you're like I might fail it because I'm bad at it all right, cool, we go and create safety by enlisting help from someone who we trust, someone who we we respect, someone who shares our values. That was the Dr. Sean Pestuch story. The next part that uh, I said was actually within that was if you decide actually, no, I don't want to be doing this as a borrowed goal, then we just go and nix it. Right? We've identified the actual problems that I don't want to be doing this thing. So... We go and we get rid of it. The third part and the final part that I went over within the episode was really identifying what failure means. What does that look like? What is the actual outcome there? I gave three different scenarios for that where one, it's a matter of self-judgment, self-worth, and if that's the case, then I really suggest finding a really good therapist and identifying those roots and working through that with them. In, you know, actually I'm going to think of a, I always try to relate to, you know, uh, personal experiences. I think it makes things more digestible by people. And one time that I was worried about failure, I, I was working with a, with a life coach, Mandy Jankis. Uh, Courtney, if you could link that episode, um, it was a, this was a while back and I was concerned about going to Dubai. And that's, uh, we work, worked through a bunch of things and identified like, what actually was it that was my concern there and potential fear of failure and things like that? So, get yourself a coach, get yourself a therapist, and, and work through these things there. Work through anything surrounding that. Second thing I talked about with asking the question of what does failure actually mean if it's a loss of financial safety, security, something like that, where if we tie it into taking the leap, my advice create safety by not taking that leap. Give yourself more time, stay at the job a little longer, save up some monies, build that safety net, maybe you get a little bit salty along the way, which makes you work faster, that's okay, but you build up, you create that safety net, and that will then allow you to take action, and that fear of failure decreases because you are identifying the actual problem and going after the actual problem. If you're worried about judgment from other people, loss of friends, we got Two parts coming in here. One, remembering that we attract what we are, not what we want. Which in this case, you got to ask yourself, how am I responding to other people when they fail? If you're, you know, responding in some kind of messed up way, let's go and handle that and figure out why that is, which may need to take you back into the therapy route. I don't know. The second part there is realizing that you, if we're looking to create a community of people that accept others for showing up, as their full selves, you need to show up as your full self and be accepting. We attract what we are, not what we want. And then that ties into the last part, which is then taking action with that thing. Remember, the nervous system only knows that it's safe to fall once you've actually fallen and survived and gotten back up. Okay. I feel like I made people nervous with that last part of like, if I survived, oh my gosh. If you're thinking about something, doing something where quote unquote failing it, you may actually die. Maybe don't do that thing. I'm just going to throw that out there. Like you don't need to go in that tightrope. You don't need to go into the ocean with the sharks. You don't need to go walking on a tightrope if the potential... Failure means death. That is a valid fear. And maybe we should not be looking to conquer that. Okay. All right. That, my friends, is going to do it for this episode. I was super stoked to record this one. And I think it came out better than I even anticipated it would. So thank you for sticking with me through this episode. Thank you for throwing out this question. Thank you for the rest of you that submitted other questions. Uh, if any of you listening to this are like, hey, but I have a question. I don't, I'm not on Instagram or I missed the question box. I realize I'm only up for 24 hours. Hit me up. You know the number, 310-737-2345. Or you can slide on into the DMs. Let me know whatever questions you have or whatever... Requests you have for podcasts, I'd love hearing from you. All right, officially, officially wrapping it up. As always, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, Maestro.